Hi guys, welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you back with us this week. We know we missed a week last week, but we are ready to go and excited to share our guest this week with you. She is fantastic. She had some amazing resources to share with us that are great for the entire community, not just the disabilities community. And yeah, she was super positive, super awesome. What like a true little Cali girl, which was, she was terrific. I had a blast. Um, So again, make sure that you do listen to our episode. All of our resources will be at the end of the episode. So of course, if you like these episodes and any other one, please share with a friend and leave a review. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) in this corner, Eddie Gagnon. And in the opposite corner, Kristen Gagnon! This is What's Special About Special. Uh, I wanted to say that. Well, hello there. My name's Eddie Gagnon. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, I don't want to be here all night. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name's Eddie Gagnon. (laughs) <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Kristen. Your voice. <laughs> hey, Eddie, temperatures are dropping, and that means fall is here. And fall means football and cheese plates and apps and couch potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and we spend all weekend watching football and just relaxing. So I definitely do not want to go grocery shopping. Did you know what would make that easier? What? Instacart delivers groceries (laughs) at as fast as one hour. They connect you with a personal shopper in your local area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Instacart is offering our listeners free delivery on your first order over $35. So listeners, by following the link in our show notes, and we really hope that you do, you'll be letting Instacart know that we sent you and you'll be supporting our show. All right. And uh, today we'd like to welcome uh, our guest, Kelly Twitchell. Uh, Kelly is the co-founder and CEO of Access Tracks, a lightweight, portable pathway to access terrain. Uh, Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for having me. So, Kelly, tell us, you know, let's start off real right off the bat. Tell us a little bit about your personal story. Where are you from? You know, kind of tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in San Diego, California, and uh, surprisingly, I didn't even move away for college. (laughs) It's just it's just a really cool place to live. And my family was here. Um, One of those things that if I could go back and change anything, I might have explored a little more uh, while I was in college. But um, anyways, just love it here. And with being in Southern California, you have access to a lot of outdoor activities, whether it's going to the beach, then driving maybe an hour or two, going to the mountains, going camping, um, and even going to the snow during winter. So um, really just a lot at our fingertips here. See, Eddie? I've been telling Eddie. No, did you all coordinate this? No. Because she's really trying to coax me to move to California. And Uh-oh. It's, it's not a location. It's a people thing. Mm. I, I just don't. I mean, I don't say I'm not going to say I don't like people, but I don't like people. California is really big. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't like crowds, but people come to San Diego. I feel like that's where they go to. That's where they land. And so it's, I feel like you just got lucky. You happen to already be there. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that I come across that are born and raised in San Diego. A lot of people have moved around. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a fun talking point. They're like, what? You grew up here? Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. human? Like, are you sure you're good? <laughs> well, it's like, because you do hear San Diego is like an awesome place. So it's like, that is really cool. And I'm just like reflecting back. I'm like, I was born and raised where we're right now. And I'm like, it's. Huh. Ill. No, no, it's not no. like that's the thing. At least, at least you're San Diego, so that's like up at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we're, you want to go there. Like, oh, no, I want. I to can't come even here. see the top from where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here my whole life. Oh, so, so we need to go that's to California. awesome. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So tell us. So you into California. So I'm assuming you went to college in, in San Diego as well. Yeah, just outside of San Diego. Well, yes, I went to um, undergrad at San Diego State University. Yes, um, I studied biology and was actually going to go to med school. Um, I had an emphasis in pre pre med, um, but right before graduating, where I was supposed to apply to med schools, I felt like something was telling me that's not my career path. I had found that I really wanted to be working a lot more with a person through whatever rehabilitation or healthcare journey they were going through. And as a medical doctor, a lot of times you're forced to see so many patients in one day and you get barely 10 minutes with them. Yeah. Um, and so I just it didn't feel right to me. So I didn't apply to med school and I graduated and decided I was going to interview people and what career are you in? Do you like it? What don't you like? Um, and just really kind of find that, that niche for me. And after San Diego state, I circled back to a career called occupational therapy, which you guys might be very aware of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through your journeys. <laughs> yeah. So what, what first exposed me to OT when I was younger was that my mom, two weeks before I started high school had suffered a massive stroke. So immediately we were thrown in as a family into what is rehabilitation and what can it do for my mom to help her regain much of her independence back. Right. Um, yeah, she was paralyzed completely on the left side and she was right-handed. So that part helped a little bit, right. but you know, depending on the area of your brain that's affected in a stroke, it, it affects different you know, parts of your personality, your, um, your critical thinking, uh, movement, all of that. Right. So she went through a lot of rehabilitation and OT was one of the ones that she had. So that was kind of how I was first exposed when I was in high school. And then after graduating from SCSU, I ran into somebody who um, I worked at a golf course and uh, one of the golfers wives was an OT. And so I went and shadowed her and I loved it. I mean, you get to spend so much time with your client and you get to work on their goals with them. Yeah. Um, you get to see their progress sometimes over six months to years at a time, depending on whether you're in OT uh, in school based or uh, pediatric versus, you know, maybe they're rehabilitating after, you know, a short term illness or injury. So um, anyway, that's how I fell in love with OT again. Awesome. So now, so that's, that's kind of how you're connected to the disabilities community. You work as an OT now currently. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up applying to OT school in Southern California, just outside of San Diego. It's uh, San Marcos. (laughs) (laughs) So I was able to live at home for a semester, save a little bit of money. um, And then I ended up moving a little bit closer towards campus because that was like an hour plus drive with traffic. So it was kind of draining me. <laughs> the traffic. Uh oh. I know. That, that's Dude, I hate Eddie's that. keyword there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a trigger for sure. Mm-hmm. I have terrible road rage too, so, so it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> now, as an OT, are you work? Do you work with adults, pediatrics, both? What's your specialty? When I graduated, I got hired right away in kind of a school-based and clinic-based system. So one employer and I was contracted out with two clinics and like six schools. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say that I had to be a pro at organization and uh, executive functioning skills because (laughs) there's no way. There is just no way you can handle that, especially as a new grad. Um, But I made it work and I just really do enjoy working with all kinds of populations. Um, but that was, that happened to be pediatrics was the field I went into right after graduating. No, it threw you, I'm sure at the same time though, it throws you into a good amount of experience right off the bat to kind of really give Mm -hmm. you everything that you need to see right away. Yeah. And when I was in school, of course we do field work, which is, um, you know, six months worth of, uh, basically free labor. Um, yeah. yeah, you're learning, you know, obviously you have to have that, especially in the medical field, you know, right. you can't just go out there and they hand you your stethoscope. All right. Are you yeah. ready to actually work with humans? <laughs> um, so I worked in field work, uh, acute care in the hospital setting. I worked in uh, long-term nursing care. I worked in peds. So I got a, a, a wide variety, which is great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So tell us how, access tracks came about. I love telling this story um, because I think it helps inspire people to know that it doesn't matter what part of your journey you're in or whether you took a sharp right turn and just completely switched without your planning involved, um, that you can really find a passion and chase it. So I was a student at OT school in 2015 and it was 2016. So a year into my program where we took a class called assistive technologies. And what that could mean is really just any sort of device or service, whether it's off the shelf or modified after the fact Mm -hmm. that helps somebody complete a task. So Assistive technology can be a mobility device like a wheelchair. It could be um, a screen reader, you know, for your computer. It could be really anything, right? And the class project was, hey, just create something to help a population with a disability be more independent. And my classmate and I, who worked on a lot of group projects together, because, you know, sometimes you find that person, you know, they actually hold their end of the bargain on projects. Um, So we tackled the issue of adaptive surfers needing to cross the sand with dignity and independence in their own mobility device. Right. So not creating another beach wheelchair, but somehow creating potentially a pathway system that would help them that they could easily deploy. Um, so in a, uh, long story short, basically we started a school project that ended up working 
as a you know minimum viable product, like showing proof of concept with yep. handmade materials. And we tested it with actual adaptive surfers getting their feedback. Um, that is what motivated us, the actual getting the feedback from the people that right. would use it. That is what motivated us to not just stop at a school project. You know, this is something that could potentially help millions of people around the world have better access to not only sand, but outdoor terrain like gravel, dirt, mud, grass, even snow. So, yeah, school project wow. turned into a, a business, essentially. Now, how as like an OT, I mean, you're as a student, where does that concept come from? Other, I mean, obviously it's coming from a need, but where are you seeing that need? Were you guys out somewhere and seeing something and being like, okay, this is a need. We're seeing people struggle or was it literally just a concept like came out of thin air? You guys are just <laughs> that creative. <laughs> so um, our professor in that class, she was a surfer and she had a special request in that class. Say, hey, can one group try to tackle helping adaptive surfers Got get it. better mobility? Yep. So she kind of kicked it off. And my classmate and I went to Home Depot four times in one day getting different materials to say, what can we put together to lift the tires off of sinking into the sand? Yeah. So essentially I was looking at rain gutter covers. So aluminum rain gutter covers, which are six inches wide and three feet long. And I got two of them and zip tied them exactly like 25 inches apart onto plastic chicken mesh uh, so that they would be the perfect width apart so that a wheelchair wheels, you know, yeah. the caster wheels and the main wheels would be lifted off the sand because they're on that aluminum rain gutter covers as a track. Great idea. That's so creative. I feel like this is something can't believe you didn't think of it, Eddie. Like Mr. <laughs> Mr. MacGyver. Over I have here. other ones. I got <laughs> other ones. You know, I'm just waiting for the patent office to get back. Oh, to you're me. funny. Oh, you'll never dollars. hear no, back. No. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think man. that's such a, I mean, a great, it was, she obviously, she gave you a great opportunity, but also to fill a need like that that was out there. It was, it was clear. It was out there. This wasn't just like, Oh, you know, let's come up with this idea and maybe it'll be a need. Like it was, right. it was a need. So fulfilling it is just like even more exciting because you're, you're able to write then in there, see, see it being used. Like how could you not move forward with a, a product like that? Right. right. I mean, we tested it at a surfing competition down in California in Ocean Beach, and there were five adaptive surfers competing uh, there at, in a heat. And we had two separate 10 foot sections of this handmade track. And we had to go over a hundred feet down the beach. Oh. So like way, I th yeah, it was probably way more than that. And so we were kind of leapfrogging it where two people would move forward, propel themselves forward in their own mobility device. And then we would drag and drop the, the two sections that we had and they got all the way down there. Didn't matter that we were the ones sweating after the end of it. They <laughs> were just excited that, Hey, this was the first time ever that I've, gone over sand at the beach in my own wheelchair without having somebody carry me, carry yes. me like a child yeah. without dragging my body myself across the sand and just doing it in style. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. it was so cool. I mean, that is cool. I mean, that's the thing is like 
talked time and time again, we've talked to like other, you know, other people as well with resources and the key word always is independence. There's nothing worse than that. I'm sure I wouldn't know, but I'm sure that that feeling of losing your independence when it's not necessary. I mean, to be in a surfing competition, you have, I'm sure there's this level of independence that's well beyond what other people have in that position. So why have to take a step backwards just to get to the beach or to the water? Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. Like there shouldn't, there shouldn't, it shouldn't happen for anybody. And an opportunity to have a resource like this gives an opportunity for someone who maybe isn't an adaptive surfer to say, Hey, I could surf. Yep. Or I could do this, you know, for a kid to say, oh, I never thought about surfing before, but now that this it's so accessible, why wouldn't I try this? Um, You know, that's the goal, right, is to make everything accessible to everyone so that everyone has that same level of independence. There's just no reason why. Absolutely. I think over the past few years and seeing this product, a pathway laid out at different events, you find that there's people who aren't even a part of the event who are suddenly interested. And what is this? What's going on here? And there's a clear pathway that's accessible. And so you get moms with baby strollers coming down because all of a sudden that's accessible and not a struggle. You get, uh, you know, elderly people, you know, families with their grandparents who normally they don't try to go on the sand anymore because it's a fall hazard. Yeah. Um, and just anybody in general, like, Oh, cool. There's a pathway. That means I should be allowed to go this way. So they go and check it out and they learn more. And we get so many people who are, wow, I didn't even know this existed. What's adaptive surfing or whatever the event may be. Right. It's just a a way to spread the word more. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Which when she, Kristen had introduced me, she was like, Oh, we're going to have this guest. And we went over, um, all the, you know, what you guys were about. It was, uh, it's one of those ideas where you're just like, Oh my God, why it seems now that that was created, but it seems like, why wasn't this created right. before sooner, faster? Well, it's because like, you're just like, like- that's so it's, it's a great idea. It's amazing, but it seems like it took, it took this long for that to come about or some, for somebody to actually, you know, take that, take that time to. Well, it's the same as like the opposite. We like think about it as the opposite effect. Like how many times now that Eddie has a wheelchair for part-time long distance, we say part-time, but how many times do we go somewhere and we're like, well, yeah, this door might have a quote unquote handicap accessible button, but nothing about this door is handicap accessible. The way the doors open or like, Mm -hmm. but these are not things that, before we ever would have noticed we would have thought right, oh this right. is an accessible area that's so nice of them to think of that so nice right, of them to right, think right. of that but now we're like none of this we've gone places where we're like this isn't even accessible just because they put a automatic door doesn't make it an accessible entrance or right. there's a stair right before a ramp like yeah. what like there's just it's not well thought out and i think that is just an uh result of you know, the ignorance of just, we aren't being vocal enough. Like there's just not enough out there and no one's speaking up. So it's just being like, Oh, well, right. This makes sense to me. So it must make sense versus someone saying this doesn't work. So let's think of a better way. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's awesome. But yeah, that was, it was incredible to see that. I was just like, geez, because I have, I'm almost positive. We've seen, um, we've been to a couple beaches where they had a, similar right listen we've been to one beach in three years i had 
the last time I went to a beach. We've been so bad at going to the beach lately. (laughs) Our life has been, but the last beach we were saying at the last beach, because we knew this was coming that we wish this was there. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it was a it's all blur. Very, <laughs> it was a very, very, very know. far walk <laughs> and very difficult. And we didn't, for that reason, we didn't bring the wheelchair because we right. knew it wouldn't have been unnecessary. It, there was no point. But even not having the wheelchair, like for Eddie, it, you know, every, it's tiring for him to walk in sand, period. It's a lot oh, of yeah. extra work physically. And so just that alone maybe he doesn't need the wheelchair but just to get from a to b mm-hmm. is difficult or you know rougher terrain is difficult for him and so right you know an op- something like this is just a great opportunity i concur <laughs> so tell us how specifically access tracks works happy to share that so access tracks is a portable modular pathway meaning that in the smallest unit it's a three foot by three foot by an eighth of an inch thick square so there are square mats that you can connect to each other in any configuration because there are hinge slits on all four sides Oh. So think of, yep. So think of connecting, let's say you need a straight path down the beach. For example, you can connect these mats in a straight line with these hinges, which is just Velcro. So it's really, really easy to understand how to use. They're lightweight, flexible, sand doesn't bother them. And the Velcro is very still durable, which surprises most people. Right. Um, but they can handle a lot. So You connect them in a straight line. It goes all the way down the beach. Say you have your pathway. Um, And then let's say when you get to where your hangout spot is going to be on the beach, you can unhinge and rearrange these mats to make a platform, like a square platform. Uh, So you can kind of have that space to move around um, under your pop-up tent or whatever. And then let's say you want to go back to where you came from and let's pretend you only have 10 mats in total. You could connect two five mat sections and do a leapfrog where you have one connected straight line of five mats and then a separate one, line them up. You'd say you've got a mobility device or whatever, and you go to the end of your pathway. Then you have at least, you know, one helper with you taking the mats that were behind you and putting them in front. So you can kind of keep going no matter how far of a distance you need to move. You have the flexibility to create that firm and stable sidewalk like surface wherever you go. Wow. And what's material are they made out of? They're made of made up of high density polyethylene plastic, which is used in a ton of everyday materials. So it's a very um, durable, long lasting material that um, also has you know, stabilizers in it for the sun. So it's not going to break down in the sunlight because obviously this is something you're going to use outdoors a lot. Um, and it's resistant to things like it doesn't get damaged if it gets wet or sandy or dirty. Awesome. Now what is people typically buying purchasing? When I get a new customer inquiring, I usually ask them, like, where do you plan on using it? Um, what kinds of areas are you going to? Um, how would you, what capability do you have for transporting and storing it? Those types of things. And essentially, if you are a family and you're taking it on vacation or places outdoors, um, but don't need um, to set it down permanently, uh, like in your 
driveway, if you don't need to set it down permanently, you have the flexibility of maybe ordering like 10 of these mats. A lot of families do that. And doing what I said before, where you can leapfrog the pathway, no matter how far you need to go. Um, and 10 mats is really manageable to, to carry, to transport and to store. Awesome. And you said they're an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's like, that's a very, very thin profile. That's insane. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So when you have these 10 mats and you, they actually, when they're connected with the Velcro, let's just say they're all in a straight line, all 10, they accordion fold. So that makes setup really, really quick because you can leave these connected for even when you're transporting and storing them, you can leave them connected in their configuration. Nice. So you have these 10 mats, they're accordion folded, which means that they stack flat. So 10 mats stacks less than two inches thick and all 10 of them together only weighs 52 pounds. Oh, wow. And I have a, yeah, I have a carrying strap system that you can hook up to these mats when they're stacked like that. Nice. Um, so I can carry, you know, I, I typically personally like to carry between six and eight panels at a time. Um, and you can do that with that one carrying strap. And then I have my hands free to carry whatever else I'm carrying when I'm going somewhere. Nice. I didn't even like think about that, how small it was yeah. until you were like explained I mean, it that well, way. Cause I mean, that just makes it easier for like, well, portability but also the storage and stuff like it can be right. right there you can slide it it's right here just slide it right out boom or also the yeah i'm thinking about so. like the cabin like let's say it was at the cabin it's an easy place to store but right. you could still lay it out really easily to get it to and from the cabin entrance or something like that like it was yeah, a place you like can just that. slide it right under and yeah. then we just like literally accordion it right out and accordion it right yeah, back that's nice That'd right right so families will put it in the trunk of their car um and you can stack a bunch of other equipment on top of it right it's durable they stack flat so you can right. have your wheelchair you can have your other sports equipment whatever on top of it and you can check it as luggage on an airplane It's your assistive technology, right? So typically you check that for free because if you have a disability, they're not going to question you on that. Um, And it's, you take it with you. People fly all over the world on vacation with that stuff. Oh, awesome. What type of customers are purchasing access track that you're seeing for like what type of uses other than the, the, the beach? Right. We are really happy to serve families with uh, typically physical disabilities who want to use it for any outdoor activity. So a lot of them are maybe adaptive athletes and they take it to whatever sport they're going to. If they, Especially water sports, yep. because typically at the edge of the water, there's either sand, dirt or like small rocks. So people who do kayaking, paddleboarding, things like that. Um, We also work with a lot of adaptive sports organizations and nonprofits. They purchase it and use it for their sports programs because now they're much more accessible and inclusive. And it's a lot less of a liability to have a person in the comfort of their own personal mobility device cross whatever gap that there is at their event outdoors and then transfer safely into the kayak or whatever it may be versus volunteers having to carry somebody. Um, so it's a lot safer, a lot more enjoy- enjoyable for, for most people 
Yeah. And then, um, so a lot of people too, like going back to families, they'll take it camping. I think you kind of mentioned like going cabin or vacation. So for vacation travel, camping, outdoor adventuring, um, as well as the beach and like the park, for example. Oh, it's awesome. Have you seen any like really creative ways someone's used it that you wouldn't have thought about? <laughs> yes. Um, so this one, um, there, there's a nonprofit in Southern California. They do adaptive surfing and they actually, uh, were really creative and made a wheelchair skate park using the mats. Um, I, <laughs> at one what? point I looked at the photo, I was like, mm, maybe not the safest idea. <laughs> That's really rad. Safety uh, shmeety. <laughs> I definitely laughed. I was like, you guys are crazy, but I love you. Um, yeah. So they used the sand and like dug, um, pits and jumps and like the mats when they, when the mats heat up, they get a little bit more pliable and they conform a little bit better to the surface. So if there was a curve, (laughs) they'll conform a little better to that. And so they, they made like a wheelchair skate park. That was definitely, um, hands down. That's the most creative I've seen. I know someone who would totally do that. that. Well, like I'm like the, anything with wheels, anything with wheels, if it has wheels, I will try to ride it and I will at least try to do and not stop until I land one trick. Oh. But like he I, has I was already removed Eddie's like the safety back wheel, like the catch wheel oh, from yeah. Eddie's wheelchair because oh, going up and over curbs. You yeah. can't do it with that wheel on it. Yeah. So right, the anti-tip wheel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> Dad thinks we should be able to pop wheelies over curbs at eight uh, years old. Anti-fun. <laughs> yeah. oh, there it is. So we're constantly like, I hear little Eddie be like, "Do a wheelie with me. Do me. Do a wheelie with me. Do that. Do over that curb." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh gosh, what are we getting uh, into? This is trouble." Well, because I can do like wheelies on like. Off curves bike. and stuff like, well, no, in a wheelchair because Zach's at the wheelchair. So well, we, we have plenty, we, like again, anything with wheels, <laughs> but like I've get Eddie into, I, when you I broke ride your legs too. Stuff. when you broke your leg, you're constantly bouncing off of things. Oh yeah. I don't oh, work there anymore. Man. So I don't have to worry about that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Anyways. So <laughs> speaking of wheels, I just got my first skateboard ever. Yes, I'm a grown adult and nope. I started skateboarding. That's and I'm really house. nervous that I'm like gonna break my wrist. Like a longboard uh, or like a No, it's it's not a longboard. Oh nice. Uh, yeah. So I've been practicing, uh, with, I mean, with the pandemic, what are you going to do? Right? right. You can't just yeah. like go out and go to, you know, standard hang out with your friends. So I'm like, I need to keep myself busy. I'm going to get a skateboard and I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, everyone needs a new hobby. I feel like during COVID. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not going to be knitting right now. So no. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. So yeah, that's awesome. That cool. <laughs> no, listen, the reason why kid, I feel like I'm convinced that the reason why kids can do so much more than adults, because they're not afraid of what's going yeah, to happen. There's no them. fear. She's got to go for it and have yeah. fun. I mean, I've, I feel like I came out of the womb afraid of things, but the Gagnon boys are not afraid of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's called the, um, I was raised to believe there's, there's, well, we'll say the word it, well, it's the wuss factor, but we used to say it was the bitch factor. Like it's, you have to, there's no, you can't let that exist. It's out of your mind. There's no, cause you, you can look at the rail and be like, yo, if you don't make this, you're going to smash your face. You're like, but if you get that out of your mind, you don't think of it. And then there's nothing stopping you and you can do it. 
there's yeah there's a fine line between calculated risk and just going for it i agree exactly but i feel like so when i was going skateboarding down the boardwalk by the beach recently um well actually getting to the boardwalk on the street we have some streets blocked off for like more community mobility type things here in southern california and so i was wearing shorts and a t-shirt like that could be some serious road rash there but this the second that i started getting that fear of oh my gosh i'm losing my balance it got worse Yes. But then I no, no, don't think about that. I'm confident my body will calibrate its own balance. I just got to let it do its thing. I was fine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's it's interesting. That trust yep. factor is important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any of it. So. I do that. I'm like, no, I, I don't have it this. walking. So it doesn't even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. So where um, like you guys are located in Southern California. Can they can it be purchased anywhere? Yes. Perfect. And that's my favorite. I mean, when I get a customer from a different country, I always, I still, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I still jump up and down. Like, yeah. how cool is that to know that your thing that you started as a school project is getting used and, you know, people are benefiting from it from around the world. Like as an OT, yes, my goal in my career is to help people, but I can help so many more people as a entrepreneur, you know, with this product that I could as an OT in my own community. Right. Right. So super cool. (laughs) So how do you help the community? Like it, you know, it can be purchased anywhere. Um, where's the price point around? Is that something that is out there? Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. I, I definitely uh, keep that out there for people because that's important for families to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a uh, each mat is sixty eight dollars. OK. And we have a minimum of five. And that's for two reasons. One, because uh, as much as I want to give these away for free, um, I have to have a sustainable business. Right. Um, but two, because really, I feel like less than five and you're just going to have to, you know, that leapfrog effect that I was talking about, you're just going to have to do that so much more. If you get less than five, like it's just way more difficult. So most families are at that happy medium around 10. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the price point right now. Okay. And you know, how is there ways for the community to purchase this if it's a price point that's too high for them? Or do you see people like doing crowd, you know, certain type of crowdfunding things or fundraisers, GoFundMe's, things like that? Yes. So crowdsourcing is a huge way that a lot of our nonprofits are able to purchase the product. So uh, I recently wrote a blog article on my website about six adaptive sports grants that you should know about. And some of them um, are specific to a certain type of population, but most of them are open to persons with disabilities as well as the nonprofit space. So uh, we've had people get grants from the Christopher Reeves Foundation, the Challenged Athletes Foundation, and and more to, to be able to purchase it. Awesome. And then I noticed that on your site, there's a rental option as well. How does that work? Mm-hmm. That came about because right after we launched the company in 2018, we realized that San Diego is such a tourism focused area and you've get families from all over the world coming to visit here and our beaches are just, everybody wants to go to the beach. So how can we help a family who doesn't really necessarily want or need to purchase the product and take back with them, but they want it for a few days to have that accessible vacation right? or for events that 
that happen for one or a few days once a year, that event can now be ADA compliant and accessible and inclusive. So those rentals serve families and it serves outdoor events in general. And we've even had beach weddings rent it so that their family members can, oh, can great idea. access their ceremony. Yeah, that was one of my favorite rentals. That's a great idea, especially right now. I feel like so many people are reassessing their like, COVID weddings and turning them into more outdoor events. Yeah. Such a perfect idea to be able to have something like that where maybe before you were like, well, how are we going to do this and be able to invite everyone we wanted to like grandma or whoever. Now you can mm-hmm. still invite everyone you want to invite and have your outdoor wedding and be mm-hmm. working around COVID, which is, I feel like the topic around everything. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking too. It's you have now, I mean, that is a huge barricade that you're able to take down because now people have that accessibility mm-hmm. even around their own yard. Um, yep. I mean, w- these are huge, huge things. Cause um, I mean, we, us and in, us involved in disability community, like I see that all the time, you know, we, we have friends, we go to houses and stuff and I'm just like or birthday parties, whatever. Yeah. Even, right. even the homes, they've been there for years and you're just like, wow. Like, and you have to do this to still get around that. Yeah. But because there isn't anything out there, there wasn't, until you came along. So, which is great. Well, um, so me. that's why I love what we do because now we get to yeah. shout, scream it from the mountaintops I and let know. everybody know about, you know, what they can get there, um, about the access tracks, which is going to be awesome. Well, I love the idea too, of like an organization purchasing it. Like it even made me think of, we spoke to another resource a little while back and they were saying how organizations were purchasing their product and then renting it out. Mm hmm. To or, or like loan on a yep. loaner program, loaning it out. And so I was like, oh, that, we have an organization here that does, you know, we'll do similar things where they have events or whatever. And I'm like, that's a perfect thing. If they could get one donated or raise enough funds to have something like this, so, such a great opportunity for them. They do fishing events. They do all that stuff. Oh, so cool. it would be a great opportunity for them to be able to get it as like a loaner even yeah. where then they yep. loaned it to people. They could check it out, use it for a weekend to the beach and then check it back in. Exactly. I love it. Now I'm about to I'm call them up this week. Do you think the library would do that? Cause the it's library, the same as a library idea. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, I know I'm getting excited. <laughs> oh, I did want to hit on the topic though. Um, it, it, hearing that people order from around the world. Um, I can absolutely empathize with that emotion of like getting excited and stuff. Cause Kristen will constantly check like um, where people thing. are listening. So from. she'll check, yeah. she'll oh, check yeah. through our, our, our the, the you know who's listening to the podcast and stuff. And there is nothing more like exhilarating than hearing you're like people in other countries. First of all, I hope they they know what we're saying. <laughs> but like it's I just know. like insane. <laughs> I'm just like I can't believe that she's like yeah. Um, well, what are the uh, Germany was it one of the we countries have a like, lot of listeners in Germany. Cool. And I'm like, this is so exciting. And at first I was like, maybe this is just like an app that's out of Germany. And then I'm like, no, it's all over Germany. Like people are listening in different areas. I'm like, no, we actually have people listening in Germany. It's really exciting. But it's the same idea. I get like really pumped. I'm like, okay, so at first you think it's just your friends and family. You know, you're like, it's just people that I talk to. I'm like, no, actually people are listening to us. But I mean, and you're in the access tracks, I mean, are just uh, providing just an amazing service. I mean, again, I feel like that is a life changing mm-hmm. um, product that you can have that they can own. And it's just huge. That's that's awesome. And again, I love what we do because we get to talk about this. all. The time. No, thank you for bringing a <laughs> yeah. resource like this to our community. It's it's exciting for us, you know. 
There's nothing more rewarding than working with a new person, family or organization and having them literally want to hug you and cry tears of joy because they found the product. I mean, I have in my, on my website, you can request a quote for the product uh, because I take every inquiry and I find the best shipping option. So I personally handle every order um, and get to talk to people and they put in their quote request. I have a section of them to put their notes and what are you excited about using the product for and any questions or anything you'd like to share people pour their hearts out and I always get so excited and just really pumped about wow this person said they haven't been to the beach in 25 years since their injury and they you know like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it about how they're excited to be empowered to get outdoors again yeah and that's what this is all about for sure I mean you're yeah so you're doing more than giving them accessibility it's giving them so much more than that like there, it's probably, you can't even count it. All the things that people are getting out of it. So that's really exciting. Independence is huge. Remember yeah. turning 18? You're like, yes, I'm my own person. <laughs> like that's again, feel, feeling that rush of uh, independence is, is mm-hmm. it's gotta oh, be so, so liberating. So we ask all of our guests the same question. We say if you have 30 seconds, but it can be 60 seconds. It can be, I don't know why I keep saying, it, that saying way. it. I know because if I feel bad. If you could bad. say one thing to our community. If you could say one thing in our community, what advice would you give them? I would say that everybody has a purpose and a mission and whether you know it now or in 10 years that's not so much the issue it's once you get that spark whatever gets your attention and sparks joy um work towards that don't let it slip away no matter how many challenges that are going to be thrown in your path and one thing that has really helped me on my journey is goal setting. And this is something that you don't have to be like an expert in, and it will take a little bit of practice, but every single day, if you could do one solid thing towards reaching that long-term goal, do it. Don't let something get in your way. Like whether that one small thing is sending one email or making one phone call to somebody to help you along that way, try to start small. And then one day you'll get so good at doing one thing every day that you're going to pump it up to doing two things every day. And just having that goal, that long-term goal towards your dream, towards your passion, make sure you literally physically write it down or type it out and have it in a place where you're going to see it every day, whether that's on your nightstand or the mirror in your bathroom or on your phone screen that you see every 12 seconds because we're all obsessed with our phones. Like just everyone has the ability to chase their dreams. You just have to start small and take it one step at a time. Oh, I think that's great advice. I mean, so many times it's so easy to think of everything you want to get done and try to tackle all of that. And then you get overwhelmed and you just don't. Right. But thinking, you know, taking things bit by bit by bit and you turn around and look back and you're like, look what I've accomplished. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's so funny to think like you sometimes you even think you're not accomplishing it because you're just taking it in such tiny bites. But then when you look back, you're like, OK, look, look how far we've come. Yep. And yeah. it's so important to to have that forethought and say, OK, I'm going to just take these bite by bite and I'm going to get to my, dest- my goal destination and I'll get there when I get there and I'm not going to be too yeah. hard on myself and it will be OK. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think now more than ever, we have to really give ourselves grace and know that sometimes it will be just one thing in a day. And then on other days when you're just on it and you have a lot of time and energy, you get done 12 things. That's great too. Yeah. Crush it. Crush it. Yeah, crush it. (laughs) So what are you and Access Tracks working on next? I mean, with COVID, is it helping, hurting? What are you kind of working towards? Ooh, that's a great question. With COVID going on, we've certainly had a uh, screeching halt to a lot of our events that we do. So the event rental side of the company has been affected very, very deeply. Um, and my heart goes out to all the nonprofits that we worked with yeah. who they, you know, that's their bread and butter is events and getting people together in the community. Um, so that side of things has been interesting. Um, but even with that, that's actually, I try to look at the opportunity in that because having events canceled or postponed has actually opened up a lot more time on my schedule Mm -hmm. to allow me to think a lot more deeply on the actual strategy of the business and moving forward. So, um, we've been doing a lot more like online stuff, um, getting ready for international partnerships. Um, nice. So hopefully next year we will be able to add Australia to our list of 10 countries that we work in. So wow. that's kind of something I'm looking forward to in yeah. the future. Yeah. Expanding our international presence. Definitely. And what a place to go. I mean, for surfing alone the beaches alone is huge it's a culture there so what a great spot to kind of be where accessibility would be huge there and i'm sure mm-hmm. much needed absolutely there's a, a nonprofit there that we are trying to work with that would be very helpful in connecting us to the right places and of course leading it with a positive kind of vision because I, I love working with other nonprofits. I mean, I wish I were a nonprofit half the time and I <laughs> act like I'm a nonprofit half the time, but, um, very, um, motivated to get that, that part of our vision done. Um, and then as far as everything else, I think, um, I am excited to open up more possibilities for people to support access tracks who maybe don't need or want to buy the actual product itself. So when I first launched the company, we made some t-shirts and hats and things. um, And those sold out quickly because I had to focus a lot more of my time and energy on the actual product. But now I'm finally, especially because of COVID, I have more time. um, And I have our uh, going to be launched launching our stickers on the website soon. So people can nice. put those on their car or surfboard or whatever and show support. Um, and then developing a few other things. Oh, that's awesome. And you guys have, you guys have a great logo, so it's definitely something you should take advantage <laughs> <Thank> of. <laughs> so where can everyone find you like social media websites? Where's everyone going to go to look for you? Definitely. Um, if you have an Instagram, follow our Instagram account. We have Beach Tracks SD. Um, and I'm sure you guys might have the ability to share the link in yep. your description and all that. Um, and our website is accesstracksSD.com. Uh, the SD stands for San Diego, in Perfect. case anybody is wondering <laughs> what the heck is that all about. Uh, yeah, um, domain names, when you purchase those, it's uh, interesting when somebody already has your domain, oh, I know. domain name, you have to get creative. Um, and then, oh, I thought of it was because you guys were like global. You're like, we have to isolate, so this is our home. <laughs> 
That's their hub. They will be. UK. They will be. be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll just think of it for the future. You know what I mean? Plug that. (laughs) Yes. And I, I always tell people I'm jealous of my product because it gets to travel way more than I do. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) So hopefully someday I get to travel to places like Australia and New Zealand. That's what you guys need on your website. You need like one of those pin maps. Or you yes. just like pin everywhere like that it's are. traveled. Yeah, there you go. I want one of those in my living room. I mean, <laughs> I think about that all the time, so like cool. right behind us. We just put like all yeah, our listeners where on the your board. Listeners are. Yeah, oh, no, fun. we got these awesome little. Oh, my God. Tag sale find. Yeah. We've had <laughs> tag sale find. Yeah. Way better. Awesome. So we will tag and link everything in our show notes so everyone knows where to find you. And access tracks, um, because I'm sure that we're going to hear from people that are looking to find out where they can access this and grab it. Um, so we'll definitely tag everything. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, of course. Thank you. This was really cool. And I'm glad that, you know, the conversation is flexible and you guys were awesome. It was fun to talk to you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please make sure you share with a friend and leave a review. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode on our Facebook or Instagram on at special about special. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon.